excited to be with y'all tonight for the conversation so yeah we live I'm back and uh if you here if you watching Make sure you go on the um, chat box and let me know you're watching. Uh, this is your girl, Cassandra Lavelle. I'm here live with the conversation. I'm also recording for my podcast, but I decided to do it live tonight. I usually typically record um, by myself and then upload it like on YouTube and Spotify. But um, this topic, man, I just I thought it would be good to go live and see who I could get to chime in and um I wanted to talk about like just the power of forgiveness. That's that's where my heart has been. And I've been wanting to record and do this pod for a minute, but I've been extremely busy um, the past few months. And so I just made sure today I would make space to get on here and get it done. First, I had to watch my boy Steph Curry um, break the record. Uh, so he is now uh, the most... Uh, I want to say sought out uh, three point record greatest of all time, Steph Curry. So I'm giving him a shout out real quick. Uh, we was watching the game, but I had to come down here and get on for the conversation. So if you're watching, let me know that you're watching. Just say something to me in the chat. Um, this is where I'm at. So I posted a tweet. I posted a tweet um, earlier in the weekday, and I said that the key to freedom is forgiveness. And the fruit of unforgiveness is bondage, right? So that was like the thought that I had earlier this week. Like the key to freedom is forgiveness. And the fruit of unforgiveness is bondage. And so on the conversation, I just thought that it would be great to talk about something I haven't spoken about yet. And it's really um, something that I've experienced, something that I'm always in need of. And um I just thought it would be a good subject because when we think about forgiveness, we have so many different ideas that come to mind, um, especially like in the world or whatever. But like, um, because I'm a, a follower of Christ, uh, my definition of forgiveness comes from the teachings of Jesus, right? And so on my podcast, on the conversation, um, if this is your first time listening or watching, or playing this back later on in the week. Um, welcome to the conversation. I am your host, your girl, Cassandra Lavelle. And tonight I'm excited that you with me. 
And I want to talk about forgiveness, like the power of forgiveness. So um, that's where we're at. So I hope that y'all stay with me. Um, if if you're here and you've had some experiences that you want to share, feel free to chime in. I'll even bring you on camera with me. Like you ain't got to be nowhere. You ain't got to be dressed up. You see, I got my, got my scarf on and bags and I'm chilling, but I'm here to talk about forgiveness tonight. Um, I see Dale Vaughn is watching tonight. What's up, Dale? What's up, girl? I love Dale. That's my girl. Um, so yeah, I want to talk about forgiveness. So what I, what I was looking at, um, again, was this tweet that I, this message that I sent earlier, and I'm going to say it one more time. And then I'm going to tell you like my definition or the Bible's definition. And then like, look at some scriptures, um, because the conversation is all about like defending your Christian faith and knowing what you believe and why you believe what you believe. Right. And so, um, I want to talk about forgiveness and what Jesus says about it and, and what that looks like. Right. Um, so that's, that's where we're at. That's where we're at tonight. So, um, there's a passage in Colossians chapter three that I, I chose to be my reference for tonight. There's so many different um, stories in the Bible where we see forgiveness being um, extended. There's so many people that I read about in the scriptures that I see either they extended forgiveness or was in need of forgiveness. Um, then there's a million scriptures on forgiveness, but I chose to, because I've been, praying over Colossians and reading Colossians a lot lately um, to, to just really narrow down and go to Colossians chapter three, right? And so I'm gonna read these scriptures real quick and I'm not gonna be on here long for this podcast, but um, again, if you are listening and you got anything to say, I'm because I'm live, I wanna talk and converse with you. I usually don't do it like this anymore, but I will tonight. Um, so Colossians three is where I'm at and uh, the key verse, the key verse is found in chapter 13, I mean, in verse 13, but I'm not going to just read that. I have to read what comes before it because, you know, context is always king. Um, and I'm not about just taking scriptures and trying to make them say something. I want to make sure we understand what's going on and all that good stuff. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, Colossians 3 is where I'm at. So feel free to just listen. Feel free to pull out a Bible. Make sure I ain't um, on some other stuff. <laughs> and yeah, that's where we at. So yes, yeah, the conversation. So let's go. So Colossians 3, I'm going to start at verse 1, and then I'll read down. It says this. It says, so, so if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, right? Um, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life appears, then you will appear with him in glory, right? He says, therefore put to death what belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality. So, so let me stop. Let me just, let me slow down for a second. So, um, the Apostle Paul, who is the author of this of this um, letter that's being written, um, 
he's encouraging believers and teaching believers um, and, and reminding them, the readers, to set their things on like their mind on things above, like the, to be heavenly minded. You know what I'm saying? To, to have have your mind renewed, right? Um, he reminds them that that they died with Christ and their lives, their lives are hidden in Christ. Um, he says like, you died basically to sin, you died to the world, your life is hidden in Christ. And when Christ returns, then your life will be revealed, right? And then he says, um, therefore put to death what belongs to your earthly nature. So here it says earthly nature, some translations say um, sinful nature, um, but we're, we're to put to death, we're to mortify the flesh, we're to kill it, kill our flesh, right? So we put to death um, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, greed, um, which is idolatry. So Paul starts naming all these different fleshly like sins, right? Then he says, verse six, he says, because of these, God's wrath is coming upon the disobedient. And you once, all right, listen. So he says, and you once, past tense, you once walked, past tense, you once walked in these things when you were living in them. But now put away all the following. So he says, okay, you, before you came to Christ, before you're, you started learning about Jesus, before you started becoming a disciple, like we once, we once lived, we once lived and walked according to the ways of the world. We once um, yielded like to our flesh. And he's like, you were the ones who had impurities, lust, evil desires, sexual immoralities, greed, like we were just like the children who are disobedient, right? But he says, now, now we put away those things, right? He says, put away, put away the following, put away anger. He, he continues to, to, to name the works of the flesh, all right? He says, put away anger, wrath, malice, slander, filthy language from your mouth. And then he says, do not lie to one another since you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self. He says, you are being renewed in the knowledge according to the image of your creator. So Paul is just like saying, listen, like mortify, put to death the deeds of the flesh, like the ways, the way we used to walk, we used to lie, we used to cheat, we used to covet, we used to be angry, we used to slander. Um, have filthy language. He's like, kill all that because that's the old you. Your life is hidden in Christ. You're new in him. And so now you have to choose to put on the new self, right? So you have to make a conscious decision. Then it says, you're being renewed. You are being renewed in the knowledge according to the image of your creator. So like God through his Holy Spirit is renewing our mind um, as we seek him, as we study his word, as we are growing like our mind is constantly being renewed like for us to think different for us to change we have to have our mindset changed and that comes by studying god's word through the power of his holy spirit he gives us understanding and he is sanctifying us right and then 11 says in in christ there is not greek and jew circumcision or uncircumcision barbarian or scythian slave and free but christ is all in all so basically says like look everybody on the same playing field right Everybody is on the same on the same playing field. 
um, when, when they come to Christ. So then he goes on a little bit further and, oh, I see my auntie Sherry. Oh my gosh. I, let me stop for a minute. I was literally thinking about you on my drive home today, but I didn't want to text and drive. Um, and I love you and I miss you and I will be reaching out to you soon. All right, Aunt Sherry. So I'm glad that you are here. Um, and I hope you got that message. Okay. So verse 11, in Christ, there is not Greek, Jew. He says, Christ is all in all. So basically like we're all on the same playing field. We're all equal once we're in him. We're all his children, right? Um, when you are in Christ. Then verse 12, then it says, oh, I love you too. Yeah. <laughs> verse 12, it says, therefore, it says, therefore, as God's chosen ones, right? Therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved, put on compassion. So Paul tells us to put on the new self, right? Have our minds renewed. It's constantly being renewed. Put on love. Because we belong to God, we put on compassion, right? And again, it's a conscious decision, choice. Put on compassion, put on kindness, put on humility, put on gentleness, put on patience. Um, let me stop. That's only verse 12, Colossians 3. And we didn't even got to where we were going. But he's like, we have a choice to put these things on. Just like, just like naturally, every day we have a conscious decision to get up and put on what we're going to wear, um, how we're going to dress, right? Um, we, we, we have the opportunity daily as well, moment after moment to make a conscious decision to choose to put on love, to choose to put on Christ, to choose to put on kindness, to choose to be humble, to choose to be gentle, to choose to be patient. And I'm talking to myself because again, tonight we're talking about the power of forgiveness. We're talking about forgiveness. Um, but it is not easy to get up and just choose to do these things. It's, it's, it's just not easy. It's not easy to choose to be patient with people, especially when they work in your nerves or they being petty. It's not, it's not easy. I'm just being honest, at least for me, <laughs> at least for me. Right. Um, Sherry says, because we are chosen dearly beloved, we can put on these things. And that's, that's it. Like Paul says, because God chose us, because we belong to him, because he did that for us, we should in turn choose to do these things, right? We should, we should choose to do these things. She says, how do we make a certain we make this choice? Okay. So we're going to get there. How do we make certain to make this choice? As we keep talking tonight, um, we're going to, we're going to look at what it looks like to consciously decide and choose to make the choice. Because again, every day we have opportunity, not just every day, but I'm talking about minute for minute, hour to hour. Whenever you're around people, you have the opportunity. And I'm not even just saying people outside of your own house. Like when the scripture say, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Um, I had company, <laughs> I had company over my house Sunday, uh, after church and, um, something happened. And I remember saying to myself, okay, I'm not going to do these dishes because my son need to do these dishes. I'm not, I'm just over that. Right. And then I was like, no, you know, I'm gonna love my neighbor. I'm gonna show some mercy. I'm gonna show some grace and I'm gonna do it for him because I know he's tired. Like loving your neighbor could be just loving the people well that you live with. It ain't always about the people that you work with, go to school with in your community and your church. I mean, it is, but it starts at home. So anyway, so Paul says, 
to put on kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Patience. And remember, tonight the topic is about the power of forgiveness. Verse 13, Colossians 3, verse 13 says, bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a grievance against another. Then, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you are also to forgive. So this is where we're going to park at. This is where we're going to sit tonight. This is what we're talking about tonight, the power of forgiveness. So these are our key verses for the text, okay? Verse 13, I'm going to read it again. Bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a grievance against another. So we're to bear with one another. We are to be patient. The scripture, when it actually, when it says to bear with one another, it means to put up with, like put up with one another. So like, you know how, you know how we is like, we put up with our family. Um, anybody that's watching, can any of y'all relate to me? Like, does I, either you're the crazy one in your family or you got somebody crazy in your family. <laughs> it's, it's either or, right? Or maybe both, both and. <laughs> but we choose to put up with our family. Like we don't, and I said this before, like we don't just throw our family away, right? We don't throw our family away. We choose to bear with them. We choose to put up with them. We choose to walk with them, right? So he's saying to bear with one another and forgive one another. So you're not only putting up with them. <laughs> Dang, Dale, you said, Dale, you ain't got to name who it is. <laughs> she all the way real. She was like, yep. <laughs> uh, I appreciate you being honest though. So when you're bearing with somebody, you are putting up with them. Um, you're, you're basically saying that I'm going to deal I'm going to deal with you in, in spite of. So I was pulling something up real quick because I wanted to, um, I wanted to be able to give a definition, but let me get back here. So you, you're bearing with them. You're putting up with them, right? Um, Sherry said this, she said, Dr. Woods, I don't feel like calling you Sherry. Auntie Sherry said this, um, bearing or carrying the load for others and that's that's the other thing we can come alongside and help people bear their burdens and carry the load but again the two things that it, the one thing that it has a common it's a it's a conscious decision like you're making a choice like we're making a choice she said sometimes we can't bear with because we haven't done the healing work of forgiveness and that's the truth sometimes we can't bear with people um if we have not done the healing work of forgiveness, which is where we're going, um, because it's it's a choice and it's necessary. Uh, when I first started the conversation off tonight, I said the key to freedom is forgiveness and the fruit of unforgiveness is bondage. It's bondage, right? So he says to bear with one another, listen, and forgive one another. So because you will put out what people but still not forgive them. And that's not what Paul is saying. Paul is saying, look, you're going to put up with them and forgive them. You bear with them and forgive one another, right? It's reciprocal. And then he says, bear with one another, forgiving one another. If anyone has a grievance against another, so you bear with each other. And if you have a grievance, if you have a, a complaint, right? If you have a complaint or, or, uh, 
a blame against someone, he's saying still choose to forgive them. Why? Because he says, bear with one another, forgive one another. Because if you have a grievance with one another, forgive because this is just as the Lord has forgiven you. So because Christ has forgiven me, right? Because Jesus has forgiven me, then, and I know I've been wrong. I am in the wrong. I do wrong. I commit wrong. Then because Jesus has forgiven me, will forgive me, is forgiving me, I should do the same for others. So if I have a grievance or a problem or a beef or a blame towards somebody, and remember, I'm talking about, I'm looking at forgiveness. We're looking at forgiveness from a, 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 a biblical perspective um, with Jesus as our teacher. Then I need to forgive because he has forgiven me, point blank, period. And it is not easy. I'm not sitting here on this conversation saying that it is easy to forgive because it's not. It is not. Even the work, thank you, Lord, even the work that Jesus did on the cross by giving himself as a ransom, right, for, for us so that we could be forgiven, that was not an easy work for Jesus to do. And he was God, the son of God the son of the living God, the Messiah, right? The anointed one, which is Christ, the anointed one, right? He, he went to the cross and he died for us, but it was not an easy work for him to do. We know this because when we look in the book of Matthew and we see Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane, he was agonizing what the work that he had to do. He knew what the consequences would be. He took on the sins of the world. Someone who, who was holy took on our unholiness. Like it was not an easy work for him to do. He needed to be strengthened to do the work, right? So forgiveness is not always easy. So Sherry says this, Auntie Sherry says, can you define forgiveness? Forgiveness is not the same as reconciliation. Sometimes to reconcile is unsafe. For example, abuse or violence, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so let me give, in this text, let me give the, um, the definition for forgiveness from out of this specific passage of the scripture, right? Because I don't want it to be my definition or the world's definition. I want it to be Jesus's definition, right? So to forgive in this text means to completely pardon, all right, to deliver, okay, to um, free, all right? So it's to completely pardon and you're forgiving, you're pardon, pardon, pardoning someone who is at fault, is at blame, is in the wrong but you're choosing to release them. You're choosing to free them, right? So that's the definition, the biblical definition of forgiveness. And forgiveness is not the same as reconciliation because you can be forgiven, but also not reconcile, meaning 
you can forgive someone, but it doesn't mean, for example, if my husband is beating on me, um, abusing me, um, so much so that I've I've been hospitalized, and this, and I'm not trying to be insensitive, insensitive to anyone. If this is your situation or has been your situation, I'm just giving an example. All right, so I say this with um, compassion and humility. But if that is going on in my life, um, and the only way for me to be safe or for me and my children to be safe is to leave him, right? Um, and then we, and we leave, I can forgive him for what he has done as time goes on, but that does not mean I'm obligated to go back to him, which is to reconcile. You see what I'm saying? So for, here's a better example. Jesus died for the sins of humanity, for the sins of the world, right? So if he died for the sins of the world, he died so that those I'm hearing something. <laughs> he died so that, let me turn this down. So he died so that those he died for could be forgiven and to become free, right? But if they choose to reject him, it doesn't mean that the forgiveness was not extended. But once I act on the forgiveness, once I act on what Jesus has done for me, right? Then I receive the forgiveness and I'm reconciled back to the father, right? In relationship with the father. So Dr. Wood says, you can pardon and free and have boundaries that keep you safe. Yes, I think clarification is important. So those in traumatic situations understand. Yes, amen. So um, see the doctor's in the building, making sure I get it right. But <laughs> so forgiveness is a choice and it is not always an easy choice, but because of what Christ has done for me, if I keep in the forefront of my mind, like I love how Paul did this. If we think about it, if we go back, Paul at the beginning of this passage says, since you've been raised with Christ, right? Since you died to your old ways and you've been raised with Christ, since you've been raised with Christ, seek the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand side of the father. He says, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. So he says this. So I love that how, how Paul says, set your mind on, 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 on heavenly things on things above, not earthly things, right? Because your life is hidden with Christ. Then he goes on and he begins to call out our old ways, right? And then say we have a choice to put on the new Christ. I mean, not the new Christ, yeah, put on Christ, put on love, put on mercy, put on compassion, put on gentleness, put on patience, bearing with one another. So he set it up like, because you are in Christ, because you are born again, because you are made new, because you are um, being raised with Jesus, because you died to your sins and is resurrected into new life. You are born again because of these things. Now you can bear with one another. You can forgive one, one another. You can because you have Christ. I could not do it without him, but because I have him, I can do it, right? We can do it because we have him. So in light of what Jesus has done for me, now I have the power through his Holy Spirit, through the spirit of Christ, I have the power now to forgive. I have a choice and now I have the power to act on my choice to forgive, right? So he says, he says, above all, put on love. 
which is the perfect bond of unity. So he says, forgive because you've been forgiven. Forgive because Jesus forgave you. Forgive because Jesus is always forgiving me. So like, so I, I be having issues, right? <laughs> I be having issues. Um, And so there's times where I get agitated. I'm like, I can't, I can't do him. I can't do her. I just, I cannot. Like, I just literally said that to, to my boss, like a day ago. I was like, I cannot, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't no more. I can't, I can't. And he was like, Cassandra, you can. And I'm like, no, I, he's like, Cassandra, you can. And I'm like, Cornell, I don't want to hear that, <laughs> but I can. Why? Because I have the spirit of Christ on the inside of me. It wasn't, it's not that I can't, I don't want to. That's the problem when we don't want to. It's not that we can't, we don't want to because we have what we need. We have what we need, right? We have what we need. So when I made the statement that the key to freedom is forgiveness and the fruit of unforgiveness is bondage is because when you do not forgive, it keeps you in bondage. When we don't forgive, we we get this spiritual, we can't see it in the natural courts that begin to bind and tie us up because we... When we don't forgive, we're holding on to bitterness. We're holding on to um, our hearts are unforgiving. Our hearts become begin to get hard around other people. Begin to, we begin to put walls up. We begin to put barriers up. When we don't forgive, we we can't trust people. When we don't forgive, then we start looking sideways. Like our minds. When we don't forgive, we don't even think the way we should think about people or God. When we don't forgive. We don't even think right about God when we're not forgiving people. Because if we was thinking right about God, we will be forgiving people. Right? So I I was like, okay, who can I look at um, in the scripture that, that showed forgiveness? And there's so many people, but I thought, I thought about Joseph. I thought about Joseph in Genesis chapter 37 when we first learned about Joseph and Joseph is like 17 years old. All right. Joseph is 17 years old. Um, let me see what Trey says. Trey says, we don't forgive them as the next verses say, then we have no peace. And that is the truth. When we don't forgive them, we have no peace. So, okay. So before I talk about Joseph, since you said that, Trey, let me, let me piggyback on that real quick. Okay. Cause that's a good point. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so also you are to forgive. And then he says, above all, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. And let the peace of Christ, to which you were also called in one body, rule in your hearts and be thankful. The peace of Christ cannot rule in our hearts if we are not forgiving. Period. It cannot rule. It can't reign in our hearts, the peace of Christ. When we're... When we don't forgive, we don't have the peace of Christ ruling in our hearts the way that it should, right? So he's saying, put on the bond of love. So it's again, put on mercy, put on gentleness, put on humility, put on kindness, right? Put on patience, bear with one another, forgive one another, put on love. Choose to put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. This is the thing. When we see that there's, whether we're like in marriage, relationships or whatever, when there's division, when there is no unity, it's because we are not 
putting on love. When we're not putting on love, when we choose to love, the scripture says love covers a multitude of sins. When we choose to love, when we choose to go above and beyond our own feelings, our own hurt, our own whatever. And I'm not saying even the people that were forgiven, I'm not saying they're always in the right. They they could be in the wrong. Yeah, they could have done wrong or we have blame or something against them, but we still have to make the choice. At the end of the day, it comes down to, am I gonna walk in, in, am I gonna walk in maturity? Am I gonna walk in what I know to be true about Jesus? And the fact is he says that I should love, that I should forgive as I have been forgiven, right? So I said, I, I thought about Joseph, Genesis chapter seven, um, 37, he's 17 years old. And if you're Christian and you're listening or you watch this back, you know the story of Joseph, right? If, if you're a follower of Christ, you know, the, you know the story of Joseph. So you know that Joseph was done dirty by his brothers, right? Jumped by his brothers, thrown in a pit by his brothers, sold into slavery by his brothers. Then he went down. It was after he was sold in slavery, he was working or whatever, and he was falsely accused, set up for this, set up by a homegirl, like for basically saying that he raped her and he didn't. So he went to jail, went to prison for something he never did right and then he's in prison like he goes through all these different things in his life over an extremely long period of time and as he grows older the scripture always says that the lord was with him in in prison the lord was with him in the pit like god like the lord was with joseph right he was with joseph um she thought about my my team from Kenya in September. We did we did these skits on Joseph and it was crazy here. Crazy. But um the Lord was with him and so there comes a time where Joseph's brothers, the ones who caused all this the domino effect, should I say, of of the hardships that he had experienced being separated from his family, being separated from his father, his mother like um they come to look for food down in Egypt and the very the very ones who caused all that heartache and, and hurt like were the ones who needed his help. And so ultimately he chose to forgive them. And then Joseph said, I think in Genesis 50, 20, he was like, listen, what the Lord, like what, what the what the enemy, what you meant for evil, what you meant for my hurt like the Lord worked it out for my good and not just my good, but for your good also that I could save, you know, my family and give them food because there was a famine. So that's the short version. So, so my whole point is Joseph chose, he chose to extend forgiveness to people who seemingly did not deserve it. But that was like him being a type of Christ because Jesus did that for us. He extends forgiveness to those of us and we don't deserve it. So we should do, the same thing and when we don't do that we are hindering our growth we are hindering our our um i want to say our alignment with god when we're walking in unforgiveness and this is not something that i i learned overnight i walked in unforgiveness for quite some time and then there's people that i like i'll say it right here on the conversation that i know there's people that i've gone to like will you please forgive me i need you to forgive me i didn't know i was wrong then but i see it now i've grown i had some time to live i look back and i'm like i'm so sorry i didn't even know what i was doing but i love that jesus said on the cross forgive 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 please forgive them father for they know not what they do sometimes people really don't know what they're doing right it doesn't matter if they do or don't know we have a choice to make and the choice should be to forgive because 
That is what Jesus Christ calls us, mandates us, commands us to do. That's what he calls us to do. That's what he commands us to do is to forgive. And so it's it's a choice and there is power to help us to forgive. There's power. And that power comes way by Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God. That's that's our strength. He is the one who gives us the power to do what we can't do on our own, what we can't do in and of ourselves, right? So forgiveness is so, it's so powerful. Just think about who you are, where you are listening from right now and what God has done in your life. He has saved you. He has raised you in Christ. He has sent his Holy Spirit to live on the inside of your heart and sealed it, keeps it there until he comes for you, right? He has given us everything we need to live a life of godliness. He is equipping us. He places us in his family, the body of Christ. He has adopted us into his family. He gives us gifts to help build us up and edify us. Like he, God has been so good, man. And all of that came because of the forgiveness. It all started with forgiveness. His love towards us and his forgiveness. Trey says this. And how much peace did Joseph have to have within himself to make a statement like, you meant it for evil, but God. That's the truth. Joseph, Joseph, his eyes was fixed on Christ. They were fixed on God. His mind was not on earthly things, but on heavenly. He saw, he, he, he had understanding of what God was doing and it took time. I'm sure it took time when he was having those dreams and seeking interpretation. He didn't have the full picture. It took time. But by the time his brothers came then down to Egypt, then he, he saw it clearly. He saw it clearly and he had peace. So a lot of us don't have peace because we're, because we have so much unforgiveness in our hearts. And I've been there. I've been there where I had no peace in my mind, in my thoughts, my feelings, because I'm not forgiven. And I'm I'm so frustrated because they did this, they, but they was wrong. Like they know they was wrong, they was wrong. And I'm like, in my mind, going over it and frustrating what I should do, what I should, and what they think and all this craziness, no peace. So what I have to do is pray, pray for my enemies, pray for my friends, because sometimes we hurt each other and we don't even mean it. You know what I'm saying? Pray for myself, pray for my mind. Lord, help me to forgive. And like, forgive, I'm talking about forgive to the point that when you see them or they do something wrong the next time, it's not like, a whole file full 
like a, like dockets, folders stacked up because you're looking at the hundred things they did before that too. Is now as clean slate. That's forgiveness. That's forgiveness. And that takes takes God. That takes God. And He grants forgiveness and He gives grace. Trey says, forgiving allows us to experience the peace of God so that we can receive the revelation of the why. Trey, I want you to ex I want you to expound on, on that. I want you to expound on um when you say that forgiving allows us to experience the peace of God so that we can receive the revelation of the why. I, I really want you to expound on that. I want to see if I can, if it's a, a way for me to pull you on here real quick. Let me see. I'm going to pull you on here because I want you to, I want you to expound on that before we um, get ready to jump off. I don't know if I can. You might have to lock, um, go off the page for a second, Trey, and then come back in and I can see you and then I'm going to try to pull you in here. I don't know if I can with the way I got this set up. Because he says, forgiving allows us to experience the peace of God so that we can receive the revelation of the why. And he had it in all capitals. So I really want that to be... Um, expounded on so we'll see if we can get them on here we'll see if we can get them on here and if we can't that's that's fine as well um but yeah so forgiveness is is it's not easy but it's doable it's attainable through christ all right let me see if i get this let me see all right i sent trade invitation let me see if i can get him on here with me real quick definitely attainable and there's so much freedom oh, there's so much freedom there's a cleansing like <laughs> when you forgive it's just like a a refreshing a cleansing it takes place man it's just a, a low like when you carry unforgiveness it's such a heaviness it's a burden it's, it's burdensome there's is there's a weight but when you forgive there is a freedom there's a load that's taken off like for real. So it is, right, Dale? It really, it really is. I'm telling you. So I don't know if I can get them all here. I'll do it this way. I got a better way. Yeah, so there's a freedom that comes, I'm telling you. There's a freedom that comes with forgiveness. Yeah, I'm about to send you, I can just, I can pull you in though the other way. Hold up, I got you. Let me pause this, hold on Trey. Like the question is, so the question I'm asking to those who are listening is how does it feel to know that you are forgiven? 
Like, how does it feel to know that you are forgiven? That's the um, that's the question. How does it feel to know that you are forgiven? So that's that's I want to see if anybody answered that question. How does it feel to know that you are forgiven? Let me see. So Dale, did you hear me? You hear what the question was? Devon said, Delvon said, it makes her feel loved. And that's 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 my my answer as well. Like I not only know that I'm loved, but I feel loved when I know that I am forgiven um, by Christ or by anyone, like, cause it, it's choosing to love in spite of, right? It's choosing to love in spite of. Yeah. So there was another um, passage I had wrote down that I was gonna read real quick. Uh, Matthew 6. It's Matthew 6, 14 and 15. I wanted to read these because I just thought that they went really well with what we were talking about. Um, and I guess I need to say this, like, so the world, like we talked about like godly forgiveness, like what Jesus says, what that looks like. But um, I want to talk about also like what the world says. So let me let my friend in here real quick. I'm going to let my friend in uh, to chime in on this. All right, there you go. What's up? What's hey, <laughs> let me see. Let me see. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right, make sure I can hear you then. Yeah. You hear me good? Make sure everybody can hear you. Give me a second. Can you hear me good? All right, I'll do it this way. Hold on. All right, Trey, say something. Can you hear me good? Yeah. Can you hear me? Say something again. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right, Trey, say something. Yeah. Can you hear me? See, I'm hearing feedback. I'm hearing feedback. I want to make sure I got you straight without no feedback. Give me a second. Yeah, bear with us for a minute. Let me see. All right, unmute your mic for a minute. Why is it doing this? Let me see. Can you hear me at all or no? So I'm gonna have to do it this way. I'm gonna have to um bootleg it. I can hear you. I can hear you on Facebook through my phone. But it's a it's feedback. So I know people can hear you. So this is what I'm gonna do. I am going to still talk to you just like this because they can hear you, which is fine. And um I could just read it. And your father-in-law's on here. What's up, <laughs> Pastor Jeff? <laughs> yeah. What's up? So, um. All right. So, so for those who are listening, um, and and watching or just tuning in, we were talking about like the power of forgiveness on the conversation tonight. And my friend Trey had been in the chat, um, just dropping some real good jewels. And so I asked him to join me for a few minutes so that he would um 
share because he had he had made a comment and his comment was this trey said forgiving allows us to experience the peace of god so that we can receive the revelation of the why and so that's when i asked trey to come on to elaborate um to, to explain to us to further explain like what he means by saying forgiving allows us to experience the peace of god so that we can receive the revelation of the why so trey for those who are watching those who are listening explain to us like what you mean what you mean by that um really i was just i was piggybacking off of um what you had already already said i was just kind of like expounding on it um because you were coming from Colossians 3, uh, and I believe your main verse was 13, bear with each other and forgive each other's mm -hmm. grievances um, you may have against one another. And my point was that once you, because you had made the point that in the previous verses, it's talking about um, taking off fleshly things, putting on uh, the more eternal Christ-like Christ things. And the whole time he's talking about that up until you get to the point where he says, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And that's where, that's where you were coming from. And the passage right after that, 15, says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. After saying all that, taking off the fleshly things, putting on the Christ-like things, he says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace. And so my revelation from that was that um, after taking taking all these things off and putting God on, which is which is the real revelation of putting on compassion, putting on kindness, putting on humility, it's the fruit of the spirit. Right. So after you put on you put on God. Um, and you forgive as, as the Lord has forgiven you, it's peace that rules in your heart now. It's the peace of Christ that rules in your heart now. And so then you started talking about Joseph and um, how, you know, his brothers, and you told the story about Joseph and everything. And then that's when I had made the comment. Let me see if I can find it so I know exactly what I'm talking about. Because Joseph, you know, first forgave his brothers. Then um, I, I said, what kind of peace did Joseph have to have? You know what I mean? In order to, to, to make a statement like you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. And so I'm just I'm just once again expounding on what you said in Colossians. Um, that 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 the peace of Christ dwelt in in Joseph's heart at that point in time, and I'm saying then he came to the revelation after that peace was in his heart. He forgave, he received peace. He came to a revelation of the why now. Yeah. Why did this happen? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's good. Okay, so, okay. And so it's the it's it's uh, forgiveness, peace, and I said that peace allows God to move in you to give you that revelation of the why this thing happened to you. When, if you were harboring unforgiveness, you burdened by unforgiveness and all that, you'll never receive that peace in right. your heart that God can then uh, 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 transfer his revelation of why this thing happened to you and that it was for your good. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? 
Yeah. That's real good. So yeah, I'm glad that you came out here because I was that is <laughs> so much better to, and I can understand it a lot better than yeah, just know, reading I, it in, in the chat. So I, we needed you to explain. We needed you to be able to explain more. So then so let me ask you this. So um so how what are steps that we could take to like forgive? Because sometimes it's you know, I, I've been saying this whole time, like it's not um easy all the time to forgive, it's doable you know, with God's help, but like, what are steps that we can do? Cause I said, we have to make a conscious decision to forgive. So what are steps, practical steps we can take to help us on our journey to forgive or to be forgiven either or. Um, that's a good question. I mean, practical, I'm, I, I would say that um, it's pretty clear and what you taught today, I think I think nothing in what you taught today was impractical. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, especially as believers. What's up, babe? No, go to bed. Oh, mercy. <laughs> <laughs> she like, what you doing, Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, I think I think practically, other than you know what you had laid out practically, I think um, one. I think it's hard for us to to forgive mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. and can you can you hear me well I know you was having yeah, problems I can hear you this. yeah I got it okay. fixed now I'm straight um I know as humans it, it, it kind of seems like it's it's hard for us to forgive mm -hmm. because I don't I don't think we fully have the revelation of how like messed up we really are you know what I'm saying and so I think I think I think that's the first point of contention that we find mm -hmm. within within wrestling with ourselves because unforgiveness really you wrestling with yourself yeah. at the end of the day which yep. is why you got put off yourself put yep. off your flesh and put yep. on God and so unforgiveness is one of those things that like you wrestling with yourself yeah you know what I'm saying and 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 that's that's one of the hardest battles like I can fight with you all day. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got no mm -hmm. problem fighting with other people, but when it comes to fighting with myself, mm -hmm. you know, that's where I'm my what, what uh Andy Minio said, he said I'm my own I'm my yeah, I'm my worst. Biggest, yeah. Yeah, I'm like biggest enemy or something your like own that. Worst enemy, basically, your biggest enemy. Yeah. Or, or he said the enemy, like the enemy is in me or something like that. I can't remember, but yeah. Something like that. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and so practically, practically, I think um just just acknowledging that we ourselves are not perfect right you know what i mean and that goes that goes a long way like uh, i think i forget what scripture is saying but um in the in the gospels when i think it's matthew he recalls a story um well jesus is telling a story i believe and he says basically um the 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 he who he who uh is what i was is saying forgiven much it's forgiven oh, much yeah loves yeah. much you know loves what I'm saying? Much. yeah and i think it's that it's that point of coming to just a realization that yeah we are so messed up yeah you know what yeah. i mean that 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 if god can forgive me mm -hmm. then i i really should be open to forgiving in any and everybody you know what i'm yeah. saying yeah we selfish and so <laughs> i know you, you asked you asked for practical steps um but I, no. I think I had to say that. I think I had to say that first, just be, 
just because I feel like that's the foundation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I'm glad you said that, though, like um, bringing up the scripture, like he who is forgiven much loves much. Um, that was actually a scripture that like the Lord literally chastised me with recently, mm. like this past weekend <laughs> yeah. um, out with my homegirls. You got whooped this weekend. Yeah. Like, listen, I was like, I told him, I was like, I did not sign up for this. I thought we was coming to have a good relaxing weekend. Yeah. And this was not, I wouldn't have said yes to go with y'all. Like, this is not what I asked. This is not what I came for. But God, yeah. God knew he knew how to get me there so I can get what I needed from him. You know what I'm saying? So it was like yeah. he he uh, Jesus always gave me for the okie doke. So <laughs> but yeah. um it it I think when we do the work of looking at ourselves um more than looking at the other people, other people, mm. like you said, we will find that we're a lot more messed up than we realize. Mm -hmm. Um like for so I'll give I'll give an example, then I'll have you come back in and give us like a, a practical everyday maybe tool. But um, so I went on this retreat a couple months back in September with my homegirls. I'm a part of a leadership um, team. They've had this ministry for a long time now called But Not Without My Sisters. It's all females. And um, so I just joined the leadership team not too long ago. We had a retreat. Um, went to the retreat. And the first night of our retreat, we did something called a geneogram. I don't know if you're familiar with geneograms, but- no. Okay, so I wasn't either till I got to the retreat. So, <laughs> so we did this geneogram, and basically what it was was like a um, a big chart where you 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 map out like your biological parents, your you know if you got step parents, um, your family tree basically starting with your mom, your dad, stepdad, grandparents, and this and that, and then oh, geneo genealogy. Yeah. So then what, okay, what you, you do is you take, you trace like um, any issues or, you know, we say generational, people say generational curses. I'm like, it's generational sins, like bloodline sins. Um, mm -hmm. And you write it down. Like, so if my mom struggled, for exa example, with alcoholism and then her mom and then her mom, or if it's mental health or whatever. So you map it out, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. I went in on Friday thinking to myself, let me see if he watching. I went in on Friday thinking to myself, uh -oh. you know, you know, I'm like Chad's family jacked up. So, <laughs> um, and I just thought his family was worse than mine. Just naturally. I just, I'm like his family. Cause I yeah. can see all like, I know our crazy, but I grew up with our crazy. So it's, yeah, you know, normal to you. Yeah. You don't yeah, think twice yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Everyday dysfunction. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but his is, but once I did ours, like I did mine, then I did his, and I think I got it. I got it. Matter of fact, I left. I keep it in my Bible to remind myself of how jacked uh -oh, up I you am. About to show the world. You about to show the world how crazy you? Are? Yeah, I ain't gonna be able to keep up with this. I got look. Mine's listen. Mine's was so bad, Trey. I needed two pieces of paper instead of one, which was terrible. Um, but you can't. Y'all can't see. Y'all ain't gonna better read none of that because it's just it's that messy. It's messy. So. <laughs> When I was done, my whole point is I realized that my family was worse and that blew my mind that I was worse. When I looked mm -hmm. at me, like when I looked at my junk compared to his junk, like Chad's junk, he got this little square right here. He got all these different little colors. 
they all have different meanings. But yeah. then when I looked at mine, you can clearly see that mine's is way more complicated. Like I'm yeah. way more jacked up. So I think that if we take the time to do the work and really look at ourselves and stop focusing on what they did, he did this, mm. she did that, da, da 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 Like, no, what about me? And then think about the fact that he forgave me and still loves me. And because he forgave me for so much, I should be loving way much more than I am. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. so that was my whole point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's... <clears throat> that's I think is is the the like I said the biggest point of contention with ourselves mm -hmm. is in this this whole forgiveness thing um because and you know we're American we used to having our hip having things our way you know yeah and so um you know it don't matter if I do a and b to this person they mm -hmm. better not do c and d to me you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and I overlooked my A and B all because right. they did C and D. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So yeah, it's 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 hard. Yeah. I I try to think my own personal life if I've if I've struggled with unforgiveness. I I know I have. Mm -hmm. I don't think I have to to an extreme extent to where like I'm on my knees praying, like God help me, mm. you know, forgive. Because I think I pretty, and I'm not tooting my own horn, I, I promise. I, but I think I pretty much know how messed up I am. <laughs> 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 and that's why I brought up that passage. Cause that's yeah. one of the things, that's one of the things that get me comfortable. I was talking about uh, Jesus, he was at the table. Mm. He said, you know, the, uh, to whom, whom much is forgiven, uh, who's forgiven much loves nice. much because that's how I, I feel. You know what I mean? I feel like I've been forgiven in a numerous amount, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, but, but I understand, you know, how hard, how hard it is for us to get to that place and really sit down and look at ourselves in the mirror and say, you know what, like I'm jacked up too, mm -hmm. you know? It takes a lot to get to that place, honestly. No, I'd be like, man, I just, I hate myself. I hate my flesh. I hate, ah, oh, gosh. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Um, yeah, so, so for everybody listening, like, again, forgiveness is possible. Like, true forgiveness is possible, but it's really, like, you you need help to do it. You know what I mean? Um, I like how Trey put it. Like, you have, you really have to have a sober look at yourself. You know what I mean? And then more importantly, you have to think about Jesus. Like when he's, for those who are followers of Christ that's listening, because I'm not assuming everyone is. Um, but for those who are, you have to remember how much he has forgiven you. Because when you really think about how jacked up you are, and he is constantly forgiving us and constantly taking us back and not even taking us back. Like he just, he don't walk away from us. In our mess, he don't walk away from us. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's doable and the world's definition of forgiveness is totally different. I'll forgive them if they do this. I'll forgive them if they do that. Yeah. I'll forgive mm -hmm. them if they if they now if they start acting the way I want them to act, then I'll forgive them. Like that's not that's the world's way of doing things. But we're talking yeah. about like 
being a believer in Jesus, being a disciple and what that looks like to really forgive. And so it's possible, it's doable, is it easy? No, but I think that as we continue to grow and, and, and our minds are being renewed, our hearts are being transformed, that it will become easier. And then eventually it'll become, you know, first nature instead of second nature. And um, I'm not there yet, but I would like to be one day, <laughs> one day, definitely one day. So um, you got any more passages on forgiveness? I got a gang of them written down. Um, no, I just, I, I did want to, I wanted to just read that verse uh, verbatim just because, I mean, I said it. <laughs> a couple times, and I, and I don't. I don't like miss. I don't like misquoting things. You know. Yeah, yeah. This, uh, uh, it, it's it's Luke seven forty seven, and he says, "Therefore I tell you, this is Jesus talking. Therefore I tell you, uh, her many sins have been forgiven, for she loved much. Mm. But he who has been forgiven little, loves little." Mm. Oh, that passage! I'm telling yeah. you, that. <laughs> that passage will hit different you know and and once again like that that goes back to that that look in the mirror because she she recognized mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. she had to recognize mm -hmm. first mm -hmm. how much she was forgiven, forgiven. Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and then her 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 it's it's funny that it's funny that your your natural response, and you asked this you asked this earlier, but I think I was trying to figure out how to get on here. But you asked, what does it feel like? Yeah, when somebody forgives us, mm -hmm. it's crazy how her her natural response to knowing how messed up she is mm -hmm. and how much she's been forgiven is to love more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's yeah. that's and so. It, to answer your question, I, apparently it makes you love more when you're forgiven. Right. You know? Right. When you recognize how much you're forgiven. <laughs> yeah. And then right after, and you go back to, go back to Colossians, go back mm -hmm. to Colossians 3, mm -hmm. right after your, right after your verse, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love. Put it on. And so it all it all certainly all circles back to and yeah. I wonder why I wonder why I wonder if that's why um and this is just me speculating, but I wonder yeah. why if that's why uh forgiveness is such an important uh piece yeah. in our walk because yeah. it circles back to love. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, 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 it almost seems like without without forgiveness being a part of our 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 walk, mm -hmm. then we're walking and whatever the opposite of love is, we're not walking in love. We're loveless. <laughs> we're loveless. We're loveless. Yeah. We're loveless. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's this this um episode for me is is really is hitting home. Like I wrestle even all morning. Like so at my job, um, we we pray every Tuesday for like a half hour before we start anything. Our staff pray together. And um, this morning, like I was praying, but I was praying, but like the Lord was talking to me and I'm like, oh, loud, he talking to me, like, <laughs> like, and just dealing with me about like my heart, like not, don't worry about, you know, accusations or slander or whatever, like just love, 
just love, just love people. Like just love them. And which means you have to forgive them. You have to let it go. And he really just was dealing with me. Like, are you going to walk in what you know to do? Like you're going to walk with maturity because you ain't a baby no more. So what you going to do? You going to choose? You going to choose to do it? Or are you just going to, you going to be miserable? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You walk around and not have a piece that you should have because you in your head about stuff. Like, no, that ain't yeah. even you no more. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's just, it's all about choice. Yeah, and it's, and it's it's choosing, and it's it's choosing also uh, because like 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 I said, you go back to the the top of uh, chapter uh, chapter three, Colossians mm-hmm. chapter three. Mm-hmm. It's choosing, like you said at the beginning of when you started talking, it's choosing, mm-hmm. choosing. It's a choice. It's choosing to continue to walk in that new man. Yeah, because what are we doing? Taking off yeah, the flesh, taking off our old self, yep. and putting on yeah. What does it say? Putting on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. patience. Yeah. And then over all these things, virtues, putting on love, which binds them all together. Yeah. In perfect unity. And yep. so we're choosing in maturity, in mature, in maturity, we're choosing yep. now to continue to walk toward and strive towards that new man, which is Christ. Right. Right. Yeah. So this this yeah, is like you, like you said like you said it's definitely a choice. It's it's a choice and obedience. Pastor, Pastor Cornell Pastor Cornell said obedience. Yeah, let me check my phone. Oh, <laughs> oh I see Pastor Cornell in there. He said checking in, yeah. winning. Um. Yeah. Listen. So he preached. That's a what, good that's, word what that's what he that's what he preached. That's what he preached Sunday, and I told yeah. him I told him because. You know, we had our uh, we had our meal together today. Yeah. And I told him, I told him that's crazy that you preached that because that's what that's where I've been. That's where I've been at. Yeah. Where he was talking about. So. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all about choosing to be obedient. And we have choices every day. We have choices every day, whether we're around people or not around people. We have choices, yeah. like to yeah. to choose to forgive, to choose to walk in love, to choose to remember that we are forgiven. Um, and it's just something that we got. And the, and the thing is like, we should want to, this is what shows me like when my mind ain't renewed enough, <laughs> cause I'm like, I should want to, I should want to forgive. I should want to mm-hmm. love. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, pastor Jeff said this, he said, let me see. He said, I'm in the very small percentage of people who forgives everyone and everything automatically. It is my biggest blessing. And one of my most cruel dilemmas. I got so many more issues, but forgiveness isn't one. So let me say this, Pastor Jeff, that's your father-in-law, but Pastor Jeff, let me say this. I would, I would dare say that one of the spiritual gifts is mercy. And so I think that for you, you have the spiritual gift of mercy. Mm. Just reading what he said, I'm like, no, that's a spiritual gift, sir. (laughs) That's a spiritual gift, bro. Good. I'll, 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 I'll attest to that. Um, and I think I was, I think I was talking about you, uh, today pops to, uh, to pastor Cornell. Mm-hmm. I said that, that you're one of the pastors, you're one of the pastors in Warren that, um, I, I see has a heart for people and has a love for people. So I can, I can attest to that. Yeah. Um, well, I, I was going to say too, before I forget, um, and then he said something else too. He said, we love to quote, we love to quote, pick up your cross and follow Christ. 
but we leave out the deny ourselves. Which is what Cornell preached Sunday. He was like, what's the yeah. first step of discipleship, right? Yeah, deny deny yourself. yourself. Yeah. First mm -hmm. thing, deny yourself. Then take up your cross and follow Jesus. But we have mm -hmm. to deny ourselves. Like Paul said, we have to, we have to mortify the deeds of the flesh, put to death the deeds of the flesh. We have to, we got to deny ourselves. We got to, we got to kill our flesh. We mm -hmm. have to. And all, all this stuff that we talk about, all of it, all of it is choice. So even when I know someone has not forgiven me, I still, I can't, I like, what I look like being mad at somebody because they won't forgive me. No, I still have to forgive them. When I know someone's done me dirty or, or sinned against me or whatever, I have to make a conscious decision. Yeah. I don't have to, I should, I should make you a should. conscious decision. Yeah, right. Should. To, for, to forgive, I should. Like in my marriage, I wouldn't still be married if I have not chosen and if Chad has not chosen a billion gazillion times to forgive me. But I know how much my husband loves me because of how much he has forgiven me of. I know that. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Facts. Like yeah. I don't need nobody to tell me how much he loved me. It ain't got nothing to do with what he buy me. You know, not, I know simply because that nigga still with me. <laughs> Period. Because he's still with me. Facts. He loves yeah, me. Facts. He's forgiving me. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. But the, and this is this is the thing too. Like this is the key thing too. I think sometimes I think a lot of times as believers, we are waiting for God to kind of like move us. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Instead mm -hmm. of instead of allowing him to move through us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, 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 so uh, we're believers and this, and this is, let's, let's get it clear. Like this is Paul talking to believers. Yeah. You know, he says, he says yeah. at the beginning, he says at the beginning of Colossians, he says, um, uh, we pray for you because we have heard of your faith right. in Jesus and Christ Jesus. Right. And of all the love you have for all the saints. And so right. he's talking to a believing a group of people right these are not these are not people who um who don't know christ right you know what i'm saying and right. so this this is this is like a a, a a a book to to the believers about maturing right you know what i mean and growing right in 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 what you have and, and on top of that hold on and on top of that paul is in prison writing this letter yeah he in prison yeah. He right, right, chilling. right, right. So right. he dealing with a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Get a context. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying. So yeah, get a context. Yeah. So right um, in prison, <laughs> talking about in prison, talking about forgiveness. Right. <laughs> if that don't, if that don't, if that don't uh, make you want to get up and dance. Yeah. <laughs> that don't you make know, you want to get up and study. Like you know. <laughs> what, what I'm saying is, uh, sometimes we think God. God is going to move us yeah. instead of moving through us. I'm saying he's talking to a believing church here and he's telling us we have to make this decision. Mm -hmm. You still have to, you still have to walk out these steps. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You still have to yield to the Holy spirit within you. I'm not saying that we, we do this in and of ourselves. That's what I'm right. saying. Right. I'm saying we have to yield to the Holy spirit within us and consciously it's the saving of the soul. Right. Right. Saving, got, uh, right. It's the saving of the soul, right? The conscious, right. 
Right. You have to consciously allow dying daily. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got to choose to keep in step with we the have spirit. To choose. Yeah, we have to choose to continue to put on the things yeah. of God. Yeah. Putting on compassion, kindness, humility, yeah. gentleness, yeah. patience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And this is and this is the this I he's talking to believers now, right? Mm-hmm. You can't put on something that you don't have. If I don't have if I don't have <laughs> if I don't have a winter coat in my closet, right? I can't I can't put it on. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. That's why I know he's talking to uh, 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 believers other than the fact that he told us at the beginning. Right. He says, he says, therefore, as God's chosen people. Right. right. Holy, separate, mm-hmm. dearly loved, mm-hmm. clothe yourselves. Mm-hmm. As God's chosen people, clothe right. yourselves. Right. Clothe right. yourselves, right. he says. Right. Right. So even even what my point was that sometimes we want God to move us instead of allowing God to move through us. Yeah. It's yielding yeah. to the Holy Spirit and saying, right. okay, uh, uh, let this mind be in me right. that is also in Christ Jesus. Right. And now let me put on the things that he's already given me right. because I am, I am his, right. I'm his chosen people. Let me make use um, of what he's given me. Like he's yeah. given it to us. He's, yeah, he's yeah. giving it to us, but yeah, this is this is a mature. This is a forgiveness is a mature wow. teaching. Yeah, right, yeah, it's a it's, mature. It's, it's a mature type of thing. Right, right, right. So, so we he's giving us what we need, but we have to take advantage of it. We have to yield to him. We have to use it. We have to put into action, and we have to exercise it. Right, we have to exercise right. it, which means it's not a one-time thing. This is something that you do over. And over and over again. So Cornell says, what I love and what I love and focus on are the words binds them all together. I get the mental picture of a bushel of hay, twigs, etc. It's had it has to move forward without them all being bond bound together. Hence, we can have a lot of this and a lot of that, but if love isn't holding it all together, it'll all be falling apart. And I hope this makes that's the truth. And that's what Trey said earlier before you got on. Like love is what we put on all these things, but love is what holds it together. Love is what binds yeah. it together. Love is what no, keeps I didn't it. Say that. I didn't say together. that. The scripture said that. Yeah. Well, Trey yeah, said that's script- what the scripture said. The scripture said. It. The scripture said. It. <laughs> yeah. So he says in the Greek language, the word therefore points to a logical next step. Right. Right. A logical next step, and it's a connection to what was before. Because of this, therefore do that. Because of what Christ has done, because you have been forgiven, you forgive, right? Because you are raised with Christ, you put on. Because you are, you know, new in him, that's that's the connection. Yeah, Pastor Jeff says many, many times, like Elder Cassandra Lavelle said, we have the tendency to blame the generational sins. But David said, I was born in sin and shaped in iniquity. What shaped you? I know your mother wasn't there, but what or who shaped you. And that's the truth. There's a lot of things that shape us, but that's why this is why our mind has to be renewed by the word of God, because we are shaped by our experiences, by our surroundings, by our culture and all these different things. But our minds have to be transformed and renewed by the word of God. We have to be, I I think I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, uh, pastor Jeff, you say this all the time. Uh, you know, when people say, oh, oh I, that's that's just who I am. That's just how I am. I was mm-hmm. born like this. Um, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you was born in sin, 
but the whole point of the gospel is to be reborn. Born again. Born again. Born again. <laughs> so, 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 because I used to back in the day, I'd be like, well, you can't be born gay. You can't be born this. You can't be born. Well, I'll give it to you. You can be born whatever you want to be, yeah, but you got to be, be born, born again. I believe, I, I, and the thing about it is I've always believed that, that people were born uh, the way, especially now that I got kids, seeing them, seeing these, these little rascals running around. Like, I like, promise how you. Learn how to do that. That's that sin. Yeah. Yeah. It don't make no sense. You ain't but six months old. You only one year old. <laughs> one year old. And yeah. you already a whole person. Like, that don't yeah. make But I believe it. Like, I believe it. It's like, like, like David said, born to sin, shaped in iniquity. Yeah. But the whole, that's the whole point of being born again. Yeah. Yeah. We have to be born again. And then, okay. So let me say this. Let me go be able to wrap it up. We're born again. But not only are we born again, <laughs> once you are born again, it doesn't make you spiritually mature. Right. When you're born again, you're a newborn babe in Christ. I said it a few weeks ago, I preached, I said, man, ain't nobody ever had a baby that I know of where that baby just came out walking <laughs> when they had the baby, like in the yeah. delivery room, right? Mm -hmm. Like that doesn't happen. It's a process. So yes. I think... Mm -hmm. people go wrong where they get saved and then they start trying to run and they're trying to do all this stuff mm -hmm. but they're not mature it's a you have to grow in you him have to grow. yeah you, you have, have to, to grow mm -hmm. that's so, why and that's why that's why we are a body right and that's why we get he gives us milk mm -hmm. and then he gives us meat, meat. that's right because you have to grow right <laughs> he said fact. holiness is an acquired taste come on somebody <laughs> i'm dead i'm dead he, he always got these one-liners bro he got one-liners for days i promise he just <laughs> he just write them down when he think about them. he'd be at work writing them down and then he oh. just like, Ooh, I, know I, have, I know i have one from earlier where that mug at? <laughs> i love it though yeah pastor pastor one-liner <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So no, but I appreciate you getting on here with me um in the middle of the conversation. This has been so good. And I hope I just I pray that people that listen back um will be encouraged by it, like and know that it's possible. And if anything, if they take anything away, I think it would be the point that you made, like those who have been forgiven much, they love much, right? Mm -hmm. And that should be all of us. <laughs> that should that really should be all of us. Um, yeah. Because we've been forgiven so much and continuing to be forgiven. Um, mm -hmm. And so I started this off by saying the key to for freedom is forgiveness. And the fruit of unforgiveness is bondage. So if you want to be free and you're living in bondage, you need to forgive. Period. It's, it's just that simple. That's the only way I can say it. So, um. This has been the conversation. Trey, don't hang up yet. This has been the conversation. I'm so glad for everybody that's been uh, listening tonight who's going to play it back. Trey, thank you for joining me. And um, oh, yeah, let me say this before I get off real quick. So Friday, just so y'all know, this Friday coming up, 8 o'clock on Facebook Live, um, my husband, Chad, Charity Lavelle, has a podcast that he has started and it's called that's what i'm talking about and it's all about sports man and it's gonna be so 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 good i'm excited for him so make sure y'all tune in friday night at seven o'clock is it seven o'clock i hope i'm saying it's right um or eight o'clock <laughs> 
I think it's Friday night, eight o'clock on Facebook. But if not, I'm gonna make sure I repost it. Um, but it's called That's What I'm Talking About. I think his first episode, if I'm not mistaken, is gonna be um the great debate on who who was the best uh between Kobe Bryant and LeBron James. Um so I'm really, really super duper stoked about that. So y'all make sure y'all tune in, make sure y'all follow his page because it's going to be good. And then I got to give it a, a one last shout out real quick. I want to give a shout out to my boy, um, Steph Curry, because Steph Curry broke that record tonight and I'm so excited for him. So shout out to Steph Curry. We're happy for him. He broke the record greatest of all time when it comes to shooting more threes than anybody else he just broke ray allen's um ray allen's record tonight so yeah all right y'all thank y'all for tuning in again friday my husband will be on here and uh we will talk with y'all soon trey shout out to you for being with me tonight let me give you a little uh, air horn or two. <laughs> oh hold on I, I was trying to see what time what time he said he was going eight o'clock eight o'clock yeah I was like wait I was like I don't think it's seven eight o'clock yep Friday night eight o'clock yeah. it's gonna be awesome so y'all make sure y'all tune in for that that's what I'm talking about it's gonna be good this has been a conversation your girl Cassandra Lavelle and I will see y'all soon peace.